Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Let's see. Here we go. We're going to get it going. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Welcome, everybody. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Sometimes we forget our laptop. <laughs> we change the world, but sometimes we lose our laptop. I didn't lose it. No, I didn't mean I lost it. I didn't bring it. <laughs> uh, but that's all right. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're continuing on this journey through uh, the New Testament. I just want to look at my handy-dandy card here to see how we're doing. Uh, we did that and that, and now we're on 10. Uh, yeah, we're a few days behind, but we'll be all right. We'll, we'll catch up. We'll figure it out. Um, so Paul, you know, has this uh, contentious relationship with the Corinthians. Um, like a parent with an unruly child. He loves them, but man, sometimes he just wants he just wants to correct them. <clears throat> and so, interestingly, chapters ten through thirteen kind of t- make a turn. He gets a little more uh, uh, gets a little more upset with them. So, so let's check it out. Thanks for being on today, guys. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Rebecca. Trish. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. All right. By the humility and gentleness of Christ, it's like, I'm doing everything I can here. I appeal to you. He said, look, I'm going to try to be nice. By the, by the humility and gentleness of Jesus. <laughs> that sounds like how you start a conversation with your child. Look, in humility and the, and the gentleness of Jesus, you better stop it. <laughs> Look, with the humility and the love of the Lord Jesus, you better just calm the heck down, everybody. <laughs> that's, basically what, that's basically what Paul's saying. <laughs> He's a, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am, quote, timid, unquote, when face to face with you, but quote bold toward you went away. So apparently, they're you know Corinthians are kind of slamming him like you know you big talk you all bark no bite. You're when you're away you make all these big grandiose claims and and assertions, but you ain't all that when you're in, our, in person. You're you know you you're timid. He says so. Paul, so he says I who am quote timid when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I'm away. I beg you when I come. I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. He's like, look, y'all getting on my nerves. When I come back, when I come to see y'all, I love you. Now, don't get me wrong. I love you. That's what you're trying to say. I love you. You're my cheering. I love you. But when I, when I, when I get, don't, don't make me be as bold as I'm about ready to be. That's what Paul's saying. 
I'm not trying to be nice. And in all the humility and gentleness of Christ, I'm trying to be nice. Paul's saying. Um, For though we live in this world, we do not wage war, war as the world does. So Paul's like, look, I'm not going. I'm not going down in that uh, pit that you guys like to fight around in, and the world does. You know, I'm not. We're not going. We're not going to fight against the weapon. We're not going to use the weapons of this uh, world. We're not going to be, you know, be sinful in our disagreement. We ain't gonna go there. We could all learn to do that. I mean, I'm the. I'm gonna disagree with you, but I'm not gonna get sinful in my disagreement. Because mm. my weapons are not the weapons of this world. We man, that's a great reminder for all of us, right? Like I, I can disagree with people, but I don't have to. I don't use the same weapons they use. Don't become your enemy. What? The thing you don't want to become the very thing that the enemy is. You don't want to become that. So Paul says, though we live in this world, just like everybody else, we do not wage war as, as, war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We don't fight war with sinful weapons. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What does? Our weapons. Good morning, everybody. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's a thought. It's a, we, we're talking about winning the war in the mind, right? You got to break stronghold. It's patterns of thought, things that stand opposed to the knowledge of Jesus, things that, things that stand opposed to the truth of the gospel, that stand opposed to the truth of scripture. Those strongholds must be brought down. Those are thoughts. It's not individual. It's not flesh and blood. And you don't bring down... Um, Antichrist strongholds, small a, not like, you know, Antichrist, those things that stand against Christ. You don't bring down Antichrist strongholds with Antichrist methods. You bring it down with weapons of the spirit. Yeah. Strongholds are those it's the patterns, just in, just ways of thinking that are, oppo- that are opposed to Christ. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they are divine parts of demolishing strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. There you go. That's a stronghold. It's an argument. It's a pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Ooh. That's a good one, man. That's a good one for us today. Lord, help me today to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So that's, you know, just the way I'm thinking, is it elevating Christ? The way I'm thinking, is it declaring Jesus Lord? The way I'm behaving, the thought pattern that's in my life, is it telling me that Jesus is enough, that God is enough, that he's Jireh, that he's sufficient, that he's Lord, that he's all-powerful? That he's God. So I want to take every cap, every thought captive to the knowledge of Christ, make it obedient to Christ. Verse six, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. 
You are judging, so the Corinthians are judge, presumably judge, judging by appearance. You know, got to look good. You know, they all into the superficial stuff. Um, you are judging by appearances. If anyone is confident that they belong to Christ, they should consider again that we belong to Christ just as much as they do. If, if anybody's confident that they belong to Jesus, then you just got to know, so do we. You belong to a family. You're not on your own. You're not by yourself. You don't get to make all your decisions by yourself. You don't get to do all your thing, everything you just want to do by yourself. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the family of God too. Paul said it. Verse 8, so even if I boast somewhat freely about the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down, I will not be ashamed of it. Paul's like, I'm not ashamed of the fact that God has called me to be an apostle. And yes, and so they're presumably they're saying, you know, you're, he's always boasting and bragging in his, uh, in, his, uh, in his writings and whatever. And Paul's like, look, if I boast about being an apostle, I'm not going to be ashamed of it. It's what God's called me to do. I do not want to seem to be trying to frighten you with my letters. So Paul's writing letters to him. He's like, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to, you know, you know, scare you. For some say, his letters are weighty and forceful. But in person, he is unimpressive. And he's speaking, he's, and his speaking amounts to nothing. Again, they're, you know, they're looking at the out, the external. They want their preachers to be impressive. Nobody ever came to Bayside for that. <laughs> they want their preachers to be impressive. You need to be impressive. It's like you're, you know, you're, you know, some people, some people are just better writers than they are speakers. You ever had that? I've been to conferences before where I read somebody's book and I'm like, man, that guy's a good author. Man, I love that book. I love that book. And then they get up there and speak and you're like, they put me to sleep. I'd rather read the book. That's just how some people are. Some people are just better writers than they are speakers. Paul presumably was that. He was a better writer than he was a speaker, certainly to the Corinthians. He wasn't as eloquent in person as he was in his letters. And so um, some of us aren't eloquent either. You know, we don't write, not in writing and not in person. We just, you know, it's just a miracle we make it. But Paul's like, look, that's who I am. Verse 11, such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. Paul's like, don't think we're even going to say something about it when we see you in person. All that stuff in the previous letters, debauchery and sin and sexual immorality and division. He's like, don't think we ain't, we, we, we're going to just gloss over that in person just because we you know trying to be nice verse 12 we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves mm. ever met somebody like that man they're always commending themselves talking about what they did and what they saw where they've been what they achieved who they were with You know those people. Paul's like, look, Paul's like, there's a bad situation going on right here. You guys, you're just commending yourselves to each other. You've set yourself up as the standard that everyone should achieve. 
You, so all this self-referential junk going on. You got to be like us. Why? Because we want you to be like us. Why? Because we like us. <laughs> and we want you to be like us because we like us. And if you want to be like us, you got to like us too and be like us. Wait, you, you, but you're not the center of the world. You're not even what we're, we're not, you're, you're not even what we're trying to become. We're trying to become more like Jesus. So he says, look, when they measure themselves, they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. How about that? That's not wise. It's not wise to always be comparing yourself with yourself, by yourself, all that. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits. But we will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God put that God service God Himself as a sign for us. So we're not going to brag about everything. We're not going to we're not going to pretend like we're all that in every situation. We're not going to pretend like we got we 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 you know we deserve praise and adoration for all the everything. He said, but we are going to boast about the things that God is using us to do and what He's assigned us to do. We're not going to boast in ourselves. We're going to boast in the Lord, right? You know, it's okay to boast in the Lord. If the Lord enables you to do something, it's okay to boast in the Lord. Man, the Lord used me. The Lord enabled me to be used in that situation. That was a blessing. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with um, being thankful for the gifts that God has given us. For, verse 14. We are, not going to, we are not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you. For we did not get as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. So we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna take the credit for something that someone else has done. We're gonna boast in what God has used us for to the degree that He's used us um, to touch your life and to, to impact you and others, but we're not gonna we're not going to uh, ascribe all that credit to ourselves. That's always good, too. You know, there's some people that do that, too. They take all the credit. It was all them. Like, well, no, it wasn't all you. That's not how that works. Even, even great achievements in our lives, if we look around, somebody else helped us, too. There were other people who helped us. Very rarely, rarely, rarely is there an achievement that is done solely on your own. You have to have help. And it's true in, this, in the church too, right? When someone comes to faith in Christ, it's not just one person who led them to Jesus. It's a whole list of people and circumstances and things even beyond our control, a lot beyond our control, or even that we even see that God does and orchestrates. So, uh, our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand. We want our influence to expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. So we pray that we can have more and more influence in Corinth and around there and in your community. But you're not the end goal. You're not the whole, I mean, there's other people that need Jesus too. We're praying that, that influence will just expand. We can reach other people with the good news. 
For we do not want to boast about work already done in someone else's territory. But let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Yeah. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved. Ooh-wee. This is good. Listen up. It, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Mm. Right? It's not just because I say I'm good doesn't mean you doesn't mean I'm good. <laughs> the Lord has to <laughs> blessed is the one whom the Lord commends. That's the one that's that's the one who uh, is approved. Yeah, it's that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. No, there, there's a way that seem, seems right to a man whose end is death, right? You know that proverb? There's a way that seems right to a man whose end is death. It seems right, right until you die. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the right thing, yeah, right until you hit a brick wall. Oh, well, I guess that wasn't right. So, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one who, who the Lord commends. Man, that's what we want. We want the Lord's commendation. And that we receive that commendation by being in Jesus, and, and um, taking every thought captive to the obedience and make it obedient to Christ. Man, let's do that today. So when we get tempted to think like the world and argue like the world and fight the war of words like the world, say, wait, wait, wait. My weapons are not of this world. I'm not going to become my enemy. I'm going to use um, spiritual godly weapons and I'm not going to wage war like uh, the enemy does that's a good that's a good lesson that's a good lesson y'all all right y'all let's pray thanks for being on today Lord thank you so much for your word thank you for um, the word of God that strengthens us and challenges us uh, Lord we pray that today we would do what your word says that we would take every thought captive and make it obedient to Jesus so, Lord, help us to be alert today, to be mindful that when we're thinking in thoughtful patterns that are not uh, godly, Lord, that we would, t- we would demolish that stronghold through the power of Jesus. And, Lord, help, help us to be those who fight with the weapons of righteousness and not the weapons of this world. Uh, Lord, help us to, uh, to be those who, um, who stand for godliness and righteousness, but also do that in a way that is godly and righteous. Lord, um, thank you for your word and thank you for uh, the reminder that we, uh, that what ultimately approves us and who ultimately approves us is you. And so Lord, we seek your approval. We seek your commendation, Lord. So may we conduct ourselves today in a way that will uh, get your approval. Um, Lord, thank you so much for your love and grace. Thank you for my friends today. Uh, pray your blessing upon each and every one. Whatever they're facing today, may you grant them peace and grace and power. Uh, if they have uh, meetings or decisions or appointments that uh, have them anxious or nervous, may you give them peace and grace today. Uh, may you surround them with your goodness and power. Uh, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for a time of prayer. Thank you for this community that we can share your word and uh, time in the spirit together with. We thank you for that, and we don't take it for granted. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.
Thanks for being on today. Sorry, Instagram missed out on Instagram today. Lost, left my computer at home, so I had to make do. Got the podcast that'll be on the podcast later on. It's being recorded right now. We'll put that up. Facebook, thanks for hanging in there. Some of you may from had to jump over from Instagram to Facebook. Thanks for being, you know, staying with it. Tomorrow we'll be better. We'll be better tomorrow. We'll be back with it. I won't forget my computer again. I promise. So, <laughs> but you know, it was bound to happen. Bound to happen. So, all right, you guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Second Corinthians chapter eleven on Wednesday. God bless. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.